Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod Name Easy, and welcome to Team Godfather and the Multiverse Saga. As we go through multiple universes over the next few years to find out on either of them, it's podcasting or need pimping easy on any of them. I am Scott McLeod, and we promise we're doing the boys. We've been saying it for ages. We're not. We're not trying to avoid, you know, talking about exploding penises at any cost. <laughs> Well, silly us, we forgot about, you know, San Diego Comic-Con because, you know, they haven't been able to do a proper San Diego Comic-Con in a couple of years due to COVID and everything. So a lot of Marvel-related announcements, you know, come through Disney Plus Investor Days and things like that. So we thought, oh, there'll be some announcements we can talk about at the start of our next Boys episode. But then Marvel just decided to open the floodgates and give us so much to talk about. We had to put aside time for a separate episode uh, to talk about all of it and joining me here to talk about all these announcements, you know, is the is the Mark Ruffalo Hulk to my She-Hulk as <laughs> Carol <laughs> 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 Yeah, um, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, I'm Smart Hulk. <laughs> yeah, thankfully we're not doing this over video, otherwise, you know, when people see my face, effects-wise it would look more dodgy than we had to see Carol's face. <laughs> I need another month or so to make sure I look accurate. This <laughs> guy snuck up on us the whole Comic Con thing. You know, we've done, we've had days like this before where, you know, we had that Disney Plus Investor Day last year when we at the same time, uh, from the same time that the Spider Man Far From Home trailer was coming out. And we did a full on podcast about that. Some of the projects that we're going to talk about here were already announced ahead of time. There's some brand new stuff to talk about. And, you know, Based on the Disney Plus side, I think not just Marvel announcing their field schedule, it's basically us being told, here's a bunch of stuff you're probably going to talk about over the next couple of years on your podcast. Yeah, plenty of plenty of announcements. It's almost like they just spewed forth a, a ton of stuff, isn't it? It's uh, incredible what they've uh, they've got come in and how much work they're putting in. Yeah, definitely. They've just made names like a few films for the next phase announced. Not just one, but two whole phase, new phases in AMC, and we're going to get into that in a second. But I just want to give a brief bit of acknowledgement to DZ, who basically, due to fucking controversy surrounding Buddy Ezra they've got nothing to show for Flash. Wonder Woman's too far away. I think they, I don't know if they have anything for Aquaman, even though I think it's coming out at the end of this year. So basically, they showed you, they brought two trailers, they showed extra footage for Black Adam, which is coming out in October. And the, show, the first trailer for Shazam, which comes out early next year, which to be fair looks fairly good. But they, they just brought those two, people were disappointed. And then Marvel basically pulled their, their trousers and scalped their arse with all the announcements that they had. They made, they made DC look like a right pair of Muppets. Yeah, DC is, um, it's got caught with its pants down a little bit, really, hasn't it? It's still a bit of a shit show, but yeah, um, seen the Shazam trailer, and I'm all for um, Helen Mirren as a bad as a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I like the idea, you, like all the footage of it, cut with, you know, adult Shazam version of Billy, you know, sitting in a pediatrician's office explaining his problems. <laughs> and then just about where you're like, I just threw a, a bus at a dinosaur. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello, Marin. And uh, I remember I watched a few months ago back the, uh, the, the, the first Shazam film. And Mark Strong was a decent bad guy, but he did feel fairly filler in that movie. 
So I'm wondering how they're going to do uh, this Helen Mirren bad guy because I think everybody, you know, it's a lot of when they were doing those like King Kong Godzilla films up until they eventually were going to cross them over. I think everyone's just waiting for the inevitable, you know, Black Adam Shazam crossover film where they finally get to go at it. Yeah, also like Lucy Lee's going to be a quite a prominent role as well mm-hmm. as a, as a villainous character. Um, I don't know what to make of Black Adam. I mean, I love I love Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but it it just looks like every other DC movie, doesn't it? <laughs> if that makes any sort of sense, all all sort of dark and gloomy looking, and uh, I don't know. I don't really. I'm not really on board with the old the whole anti-hero um, vibe either. Just yeah, I'm just not. I'm not too sure on that one. It's going to be weird to see how they play this one because, you know, it seems like, you know, he's doing this stuff with the Justice Society of America where we get some barrel exactly like there's a, a scene in this new footage where he's having a bit of a uh, bit of a fight with Hawkman and you get to see new footage of Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate and everything. But, you know, it seems like they're trying to encourage him to be a good guy, even though, you know, he, he doesn't act like a good guy, like he's no problem killing people. But I think... You, you already know going into that their efforts are probably going to be in vain because it seems like this is set a little bit before, you know, the, the events of the first Shazam film. And plus, you know, you can't really be much of an anti-hero or hero if he's going to eventually go up against Shazam because, if you know, you can't do, like, live-action versions of Shazam and Black Adam if you don't have them inevitably fighting a film at some point. Oh, well, are they sort of mortal enemies or not? I don't know a lot about these these particular characters, if I'm honest. So, um... yeah, I think, like, you even seen the suits. Their suits are basically, like, the exact same, just obviously uh, Black Adam is obviously black. And, like, the original version is that Black Adam was a former champion of the same wizard that gave the powers to, you know, Billy Batson, but he basically, he was a former slave. He used those to get revenge rather than help people so he was kind of he was almost banished for years which seems like they've hinted at where it was that scene where he just kills all those soldiers in that cave and the first footage that they showed so who knows like how they're going to cross the two over you know or if they even will at any point but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see it you know like it's got the rock behind it so you know a lot of, there's going to be a lot of money and a lot of investment from, from DC behind it because the rock's been for this film for a long time and and to go back to this Shazam thing I do love the fact that he drops a reference to you know say he's, he's adopted family all got powers in the last film that's continuing here and he's dropping a, a Fast and Furious reference saying it's all about family and he's saying that to Helen Mirren who I'm pretty sure was in the last Fast and Furious yeah movie. yeah she's been in the last couple so I thought that was quite a, a cool little in joke that they, they put in there to be fair yeah, I remember first see, hear, seeing a trailer when I went to uh, see something else because I don't actively go out my way to watch the trailers for these Fast and Furious films or even the films themselves. But of course you trailer. don't. Of course you don't. <laughs> I mean, I watched Thompson Shaw. That's as far as I go. <laughs> and so we watched... all know you've got your Vin Diesel underwear on, Scott. Stop trying to deny it. I told you to stop peeking in my window. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching the trailer and seeing Helen Minnan and it and my legit reaction was, Oh god, don't tell me they've gotten her involved in this as well. 
Like, no, Helen, not you as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, The Rock showed up uh, and dressed as Black Adam to the Comic-Con panel, so that was fun. And then I heard, oh, I gave free IMAX tickets to everybody who was in Hall H at the time, to which I thought, fuck everybody who went to Hall H. Don't like you. <laughs> He's got to make sure somebody goes to watch it, hasn't he? <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to go watch it, but you know, I'm going to have to pay like a regular peasant. Oh dear! He's all, he's, <laughs> these people camping out so they can get a good spot in Holly H, and then they're getting given freebies by the rock. Now, nah, can't he be having it? <laughs> you, you go and tell Mister Mister Johnson that, then, Scott. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> If I could be asked. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into why we're really here. Let's get into you know, all the Marvel stuff. Uh, she also mentioned that they've got another like, uh, convention, a convention called D23, which is mostly Disney stuff where they'll be announcing, obviously, a bunch of other things that will probably be coming Disney Plus soon. Uh, and I was surprised that there wasn't any, a lot of Star Wars related news at Comic Con, but I'm assuming given that most Star Wars properties are now dropping on Disney Plus, that, you know, any updates for upcoming Star Wars, like, TV shows will come at D23, and maybe we'll even get some trailers for some of the stuff that was announced uh, here at here at Comic-Con. Yeah, maybe they're saving that for somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, I only know about uh, Amdor that's coming and um, the Take-A-Weeky um, Star Wars film that's supposed to be still in production or in yeah. the works I don't think we've got very f- far with that yet <laughs> but it's still, it's still happening by all accounts yeah I think it's just, it was it was just it's still I think it's just still listed as like untitled Tiger TV like Star Wars film but I think he has been fairly busy with other stuff recently like obviously Thor just came out so he said to go on from what that so I imagine we'll hopefully get some developments there I believe the plan is still for it to come out either either the end of 2023 or sometime in the early part of 2024. So still a ways to go before we get any proper announcement by that. But, you know, I've got my fingers crossed for D23 that we get some sort of update on, like, Mando Season 3 or some stuff about Ahsoka, because, you know, those are the stuff I really want to hear about. You know, and or will already be out by then, so, you know, I don't need to hear any, any more about that. I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my judgments until I watch the actual series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely excited about Ahsoka and um, what's the other one you mentioned? Uh, Mando. Mando, that was it. God, my memory's going bad. Um, <laughs> I think they're what, and late this year, sometime next year, aren't they? Something like that. Yeah. I think the first Star Wars thing we're getting in 2023 is Mando season three from what I last heard because they said. Like they announced it was going to be February or at least sometime in the early spring of 2023. So not as not long to wait now. I know it might feel like it, given that we're in July, but really, <laughs> it's, it's going to fly by before you know it. Yeah, it'll be here before you know, it, and then I'm sure sometime after that we'll get a So yeah, so, you know, I think I think they also announced that Bad Batch season two is going to be coming sooner than later. So. You know, before we know it, we'll have too much Star Wars going to do. We'll have more Star Wars stuff than we know what to do with. Yeah, I think I think Bad Batch is supposed to be uh, fall or autumn, if you 
British, some <laughs> some sort of Octoberish sort of time. I've heard. Yeah, uh, and I, I think I think I was convinced it was this year, but I'm sure it's sometime next year. Even though they can get that's it's probably easier for them to turn out a new season of of that than with you like Mando or Ahsoka. So looking forward to seeing what happens there. Enjoy season one of Bad Batch. Uh, and also, we've talked a bit in the past that they've been teasing some new like announcements. Oh, there, there was something. Oh, uh, I should have came prepared with the actress's name, but they 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 cast some. They announced a female lead for that new Shakti Acolyte. That one is maybe like you know almost the origins of like the Sith. It's coming. Uh, and out, out of that, see this oh just, right, I've not heard about that one. Yeah, I think we I think we talked a bit about like, the rumors of like you know, uh, the rumors of like Delvin and stuff like Palpatine and Darth Plagueis potentially in that. And you know, take this with a, a pinch of salt because I've, I heard of a rumor coming out of coming out of that weekend, coming out of Comic Con weekend that uh, Bill Skarsgård, the actor who I think recently was best known for playing the new version of Pennywise and it is the front runner right now to play a young Palpatine in the series. Mm, that'd be cool. I definitely would like to see, you know, Palpatine and I think we look at him, I can I can I can kinda of picture him with the almost Palpatine like look based on, you know, what we've seen in live action and that before. Uh, Amanda Steinberg is the the actress who's been cast. I don't think they've even announced what her role is, but they just said that she's gonna be like a big part of this this upcoming series, so who knows, maybe she's a secret like Sith apprentice or maybe she's not even a Force user at all, who knows? Who knows, but I'm sure we'll find out. That sounds quite a interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, as I was saying, no, no more detours, let's get into the actual Marvel-related announcements. Um, and before we got these, all the big announcements, uh, for like the phase five and phase six of the MCU on Saturday, on the Friday, I believe it was, we got uh, a bunch of announcements to do with the animated shows that are going to be coming out, which includes a confirmation of what if season two and the creators have earned that saying that uh, the Captain Carter you saw in Doctor Strange is not their version, so clearly she's going to be coming back in some way or another in what if season two, which is maybe early next year. Uh, they announced in the fall of 2023 will be was when we'll get to see X Men uh, 97, and then it's for 2024 Spider Man freshman year and Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombies will be rated TVMA, uh, which I think is also rare for a, for an animated show. Mm. Uh, they also announced I don't know how big a role they have in the series, but Charlie Cox will appear in Spider Man freshman year as the voice of Daredevil. So, buddy. <laughs> He's popped up in No Way Home. He's going to be in She-Hulk. He's in Echo. He's going to have his own show. And then he's in this, like, Jolly Cox, he's made the most of being re-signed. You know, they, they, somebody at Marvel realised, like, wait a minute. Somebody at Marvel re-signed him uh, for to be the Daredevil again. Realised he's almost 40. And then probably panicked and thought, fuck, we need to, get, we need to squeeze as much Daredevil out of Charlie Cox as we can. What? What's this almost 40 supposed to mean, Scott? I, I meant in that maybe they they worried that he wouldn't be able to do as many of his own stunts. I don't know if he does many of his own stunts, but maybe they were worried that they wouldn't be able to sign him on as, for as long a term a contract. 
No, I think it'd be all right these days. I mean, Tom Cruise is 60 and he still does a lot of his own stunts, so uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yes, but I think the difference there is that Charlie Cox is not absolutely batshit mental. <laughs> like Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> is not a normal true, human true. being. This isn't to call him a human being at all. <laughs> <laughs> but He's my a... point is that, that Charlie Cox is getting getting around in terms of Marvel properties. Yeah, he's, they're getting their money's worth out of him now, aren't they? That's for that's for sure. And um, yeah, I'm quite I'm quite interested in uh, what if series two and um, the X Men definitely the X Men one uh, Spider Man freshman year, but the Marvel Zombies I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see that before I know what I make of that. I'm not not too sure on that one. The Spider-Man freshman year, the more details I hear about it, the more confused I am about what it is, because from what I heard, it was meant to be like an animated version of like maybe the early months of like the kind of Spider-Man that we met and the MCU, kind of what he was doing before he met Tony yeah. Stark. But then they said it's kind of it's connected, kind of not. So, And then they said that Tom Holland won't be voicing him, so it's going to be somebody different, because also Tom Holland was one of the few MCU actors who wasn't like reprising his role and like the What If show, because I feel Marvel actors got to do that. So it's weird to see what this connected by. They showed some like artwork of like some different variations of suits that he's going to have. And uh, what I thought was pretty cool is like they showed some screenshots like some villains that are going to be in it. Uh, Doc Hawk was front and centre, looking very similar to his like, comic book version and also very similar to like how he was animated in the, uh, the old 90s cartoon series. So for somebody like me who's a fan of that show, it was nice to see. Yeah, I I used to love that uh, old nineties cartoon as well, so uh that's quite cool. And um talking about old nineties I mean I'm not too worried about what they did with the X Men one, but I, I just you know, they've got to keep that theme music. That that's that's a must. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure that's definitely gonna be uh involved in it. Like they, I think they showed a screenshot of the, the, the characters, a lot of the same characters coming back and, and I believe like the majority of the voice cast is coming back to voice the same characters and animation stylists get fairly consistent design-wise from what from what it looked like before. Now, it's been ages since I'd watched all of the uh, the X-Men animated series. I caught bits and pieces of it whenever it aired on like Fox Kids back in the day and I thought about watching it back when Disney Plus came when I got through a few episodes of season one and then started watching other things. And then I said, oh, fall 2023, like, good. That's more than enough time for me to binge watch five series of an animated show. <laughs> I mean, they're reasonably short, so, I mean, you can get you can get through, like, four and a, four and a couple of hours if you if you wanted to, if you've got, got the time on your hands. But I mean, I watched it in its original run back on back in Saturday mornings. So the um, yeah, I mean, I can remember some some of it pretty well even to this day. Um, I never, we never, I don't know if we ever got season five. I don't remember much about that one until I uh, watched that on Disney Plus. That sort of dipped, that dipped quite a bit in quality. Season five did. Well, I have to take your word on that. I'm sure I can get it done in no time because like November, I think it was, the early January because I was going to be in a Star Wars League quiz 
that I heard involved TV. I managed to binge watch all seven series of the Clone <laughs> Wars in like no time. So, you know, when I when I put myself to when I dedicate time to you know watching far too much television, I can really get a lot done. Sorry, I was just uh, taking some updates uh, on this X Men series. So obviously, this is going to be a new series. Uh, I think like it's continuing this story, but like this is technically not like X Men season six, like X Men ninety seven series one. And apparently they're already greenlighting a second series. Yeah, that's mad. I'm pretty confident it's going to do well. <laughs> greenlighting the second series like a, a year before the first series is due to drop. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good sign. There's an image of like Magneto looking a little bit different uh, than they did before. And also saying that there's a bit of him like leading the X-Men, so... I can't really comment. I don't know if that's connected to how like the last series ended, or if it's something new that they're trying in this series. But you know, I'll be able to see how that happens. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that rumor too, and it'd be interesting to see if if Charles has died or he's incapacitated in some way. So that'd be interesting to find out. Uh, there's a list of characters that they confirmed are going to be in that Marvel Zombies show. Uh, like including Abomination, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, Yelena, Shang-Chi. And also they put this image of a zombie version of Icarus from the Eternals. Oh, which, right. <laughs> which sounds like a scary prospect. I mean, it was scary enough when you saw that image of, like, zombie Thanos with the uh, with most of the Infinity Gauntlet. But, you know, Icarus, I'm, I'm hopeful they get someone new in, maybe somebody a bit more charismatic than Richard Madden into... Uh, to voice Icarus for the animated show because, you know, God, he was bland. Uh, also, What If Season 3, they talk about stuff like well in advance. They're already developing Season 3 of What If, so Marvel's very confident in its animated uh, content coming up. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Season 2 hasn't even dropped yet, and they're talking about a Season 3, so... Yeah, as you said, they're obviously confident it's all going to do well enough to warrant these other seasons. It'd be funny if, you know, they're, they're out of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, and I'm still, for what I've seen to that, uh, we're going to get episodes that include Yelena and Kate Bishop with uh, Florence Pugh and Kate and... Uh, Yes, I don't know. I wanted to call her Katie Eli's interaction. I'm like, no, that's the character meme you'd have to. Katie Steinfeld and uh, Florence Pugh will both be returning to voice their respective roles. And I've heard a few other actors that were like introduced in like this most recent phase will be coming in. Uh, like I've heard there's an episode that features Shan Chi in what if season two, but if they'll get the actual actor to come back uh, for that, it remains to be seen because. You know, it was weird how they kind of picked and choose, or like maybe it was a case of availability. What actors did and didn't reprise mm. their roles in the first season? Yeah, it might be um, a mixture of, as you say, of availability and perhaps financial demands. Perhaps, yeah. I'm wondering if now that he's uh, he's fully part of the MCU, if we'll get a, a Daredevil in season two of What If. You know, give Chili Culture another bloody MCU payday. Isn't that enough already? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they they did that season two or three. It's definitely uh, an avenue they could go down. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, 
like they did say the first season was focused on like the early phase of the MCU like characters. So mm. I'm interested to see what kind of aspects of it they focus on for season two. What's um, Daredevil's alter ego? What's his uh, real name? Uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah, what if Matt Murdock never lost his sight? Oh, he was just became. He just, just a became a lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, just became a regular lawyer. This is a boring episode. <laughs> he's just as he's just as good as not a better fighter because he's actually seen them coming. <laughs> oh, so who knows? Uh, also, all that, I believe this is going to be animated, but on August 10th, we're getting uh, five part like shorts uh, of I Am Groot. They showed uh, like, a short teaser. Not really much to say about it. I'm, I'm assuming that it's, it's for both younger Marvel fans and, you know, just anybody who thinks Baby Groot is adorable, which is probably most people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope the lines of dialogue are a bit more than I Am Groot. <laughs> Good. Don't people stealing a living. Vin Diesel, like most of his dialogue in uh, Fast and Furious, is probably about family. And then he goes to a sound booth for every new MCU film he's involved in, and just has to see Iron Group repeatedly into a microphone. Like <laughs> that man is just stealing multiple millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a gig. All you have to do is just sit in this booth and say, I am Groot in slightly different cadences, and here's your billion dollars or whatever it is. I know people say, oh, it's not probably not that easy because I think his script is basically the words I am Groot on one side, and basically they, they have written on the, side, the other page what he actually means when he says it, so he knows how to deliver it. But like, like you said, that just basically means like different cadences every time. <laughs> so even then, he probably did. That takes like what a day, two days maybe to do all that. And then given when he now he's playing baby group or kind of now teenage group in the next day, uh, he's starting to get a bit bigger. They just fucking just altered his voice slightly <laughs> depending on the pitch. <laughs> so the people behind the scenes are doing more work to make group than he is. Definitely, I think I think I think Bradley Cooper deserves a bit more credit for doing the Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, despite the fact that you know, it's weird. It's a weird. I feel like Bradley Cooper just hates the fact that he's Rocket Raccoon because whenever you see the cast of Guardians out doing interviews, you'd never see Bradley Cooper amongst them. Like <laughs> Vin Diesel's usually there, and like you got like you got Chris Pratt, Batista, Zoe Saldana, usually James Gunn's involved there as well. You rarely have ever see Bradley Cooper involved. Like it's almost if like he does records it and then tries to forget it happened. Like no, forget about that. I did this film with Lady Gaga where I sing. Badly. <laughs> he um, perhaps he just doesn't want to ruin the magic. Maybe it's still real to him, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's everything in terms of animation. Uh, a show that we know we're getting uh, the seventeenth of August uh, is. She Hulk, they released a brand new trailer for that, which you know shows mo- a little bit more of Abomination. Uh, Wong is confirmed to appear in the show, he appeared on it, and then you got a quick glimpse of Daredevil at the very end of the series. Well, I'm sure we'll have some interaction with you know her and Matt Murdock, you know, as, as lawyers as well as superheroes. But I love the inclusion of Wong because he had that fight with Abomination during Shang-Chi, and then that all back and forth between the two, like, he here on her, we do things by the book. Book of Ashanti? No, the Book of U.S. Law. 
Yeah, he does say a little funny groan when she says that. I, it looks like it, it does look like it's leaning heavily towards uh, the comedy side of things. If the trailers are anything to judge by, there's a fun bit where um, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk wakes her up with a big horn, <laughs> and she's like, "Was there any need for that?" Yeah, there was, yeah, for the comedy value. <laughs> like it's like. So like she's like figuring out how she like at first she like she changed the metaphor but then at one point she'll just kinda of stay as she holds dead in the comics, but like she instantly transforms and he says like, Yeah, I know I know you change back to Jennifer when you sleep. Uh, <laughs> and those bits where he's basically showing her how to do like yoga or whatever to kinda of keep calm. And there are points where, you know, from a distance and whatever that she looks alright, but there's just occasionally where she kind of almost she does a few like break the fourth wall kind of gags in this and when she looks directly into the camera, she hold I don't know about you, but to me, it still doesn't look too right. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit full for breaking at some point. They say something, don't they? I can't remember what it was now. And yeah, she looks directly at the camera. But um, I don't think it looks too bad. I'm, 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 I'm certainly interested in this one. I quite, quite like the, the look of it so far from the trailers anyway. Yeah, it looks fun. I'm sure I'll get used to it or by the time the actual the actual series premieres on, on Disney Plus on the 17th. Uh, not as much in terms of like other than also her learning how to control her abilities, not much in terms of plot or who the main villain is. You get a few different shots. You, you do see Tim Roth as abomination and everything. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what we actually get when the series drops. I don't know. Have they confirmed that it's, it's the, the typical six episodes? Uh, I'm assuming it is. Not too sure, actually, but how many episodes it's going to be. I didn't, I didn't see that, but um, yeah, it'd be somewhere between six and eight, I would imagine. Yeah, most series are. I mean, there's one series that they recently announced over San Diego Comic Con that I uh, think is not, definitely not, uh, it's definitely broken that, and we'll talk about it later, but. A quick glance to IMDb is claiming that this episode is actually going to be nine episodes, which I think is the, the most since like One Division. One Division was nine episodes as well. Hmm. But they were only 25 minute, 25 to 30 minute episodes, weren't they? One Division. It was a bit, it was a bit shorter. Whereas some of the others have been um, anything between 45 and um, an hour. Yeah, they. I think the finale of uh, one video was a bit longer, so mm. I'll see where. The, and the Disney Plus has been is been playing around with like the different episodes, depending on how long, how much they want to get out of each episode. Is you know you can go from like thirty odd minutes, forty minutes, and then all of a sudden you've got like an episode that's just just barely cracked the thirty minute mark, which makes you the in question. Oh, if you're altering the episode times, like why don't you just get rid of one episode if you clearly, you know, if you're clearly just filling in time. Well, I think it's just the, the uh, flexibility they have been on the streaming service. You, you, know, you hear a lot of, um, well, when I used to watch the sort of um, DVD um, extras, say for Buffy, for instance, and I talk about, and the commentary talk about episode length and all, we had to, we had a nice little bit here, but we had to cut it for length, or we had to come back at a later date and uh, reshoot an extra five minutes because this episode came in short. And you know, it's a, they had to put a wig on someone because uh, they've had a haircut since they <laughs> uh, last f- filmed that epi- episode. So, 
Um, you know, it saves them having to pad things out and stretch things out or cutting something they'd rather not cut just to get within, you know, the, the certain um, time sort of time that they have to, which is I think it's around 42 minutes for US television. So um, it doesn't exactly bother me. Yeah. Well, thank you for the insight into into that. Maybe I should watch more behind the scenes. Maybe I should buy Buffy DVD just to watch the behind the scenes and learn a bit more about television. <laughs> so we got She-Hulk, as I said, coming out on the 17th. And then uh, the next MCU offering, cinematic-wise, will be the final film, compared to be the final film of, of Phase 4 on the 11th of November. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which also had its first trailer. And I think they confirmed in this trailer and in a, a short plot synopsis that they they released online that in in the movie, like in terms of the MCU, T'Challa is dead. They didn't they haven't confirmed or also yet how he died, but basically there's no sense in continuing on without him. Like there's no there's no sense also recasting them. They felt would be just effectively Chadwick Boseman. So basically he's been written out in terms of like these are they've honored real life that he's passed on and it says there'll be a lot of like tributes uh, to him in this film and there's a tease you see someone from behind who's now in the black panther suit but you also don't get to see who it is so very much a teaser here but it's also very emotional because you see his mother uh in the film basically saying have my family not been through enough and you see a shot of the mural so clearly in the film everyone's still kind of grieving you know his death yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they they handle all that and a and a new Black Panther. Um, it's going to, I think, it could be quite a difficult watch in places considering mm. how tragic um, his death was at such a young age. So um, yeah, I don't know. I can't. So I'm really looking forward to it or not, but I'm sure it'll be a really good film. No real indication of again who who the villain of the the piece will be. I think we see Martin Freeman in a and this mm-hmm. very quickly in um the trailer. So it looks like he's reprising his role for the film. So that'd be quite quite cool. Um there has been actually confirmation that the character who's a character from the comics is sometimes a good guy, sometimes a, a villain. Namor the Submariner is the bad guy. I think he gets a few shots of him in the film but I've forgotten what the actor looks like, so I can't remember when I did him. But I didn't realise that he's yeah, he's somebody they've um, not brought in yet. So, which Neymar, which is their version of Aquaman, or Aquaman's mm-hmm. their version of Neymar. I'm not always sure which ones come first, but they have both have sort of copied each other quite yeah. a bit down down the years. Yeah, I think. DC's more often than not, DC did their version first, but I think Namor's one of the few Marvel versions that came first before Aquaman. Uh, I may or may not have my timelines wrong on that one, but I think the idea from what I've heard of the new, this new concept of the film is going to be that with the Chalagon, other kingdoms see uh, Wakanda is weak now and vulnerable. So I'm assuming Namor being from like Atlantis is going to try and like be one of the people that make a move on Wakanda before a new Black Panther steps up and uh, it was quite interesting Ryan Coogler, the director of the film who also directed the first one talked about the writing this film he said he wrote the film initially, the first draft of the script 
had Jared Boseman's character at the heart of the script, so he was a big part of it. And then hearing about him dying, because I think only a few people close to him knew just how bad his health was. Like even as his health was deteriorating, he was still voicing his character, his parts, and still voicing his parts. And what if? And was discussing more ideas for that new version of T'Challa to potentially cross over to live action, despite obviously how bad he knew his health was. So obviously came out to suck to Ryan Coogler when Chadwick passed. So he pretty much had to go back to square one and, and re- redo the entire movie, you know, without Chadwick. Yeah, that, was, that couldn't have been an easy task for him yeah. to, to to rewrite the whole movie and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's, I say it's going to certainly have more than a hint of sadness uh, with this film, but uh, I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be a really great film. Yeah, I think it'll be probably one of the more emotional MCU films mm. so far because obviously, I think for a lot of people, it's still fairly recent the death of, of Chadwick Boseman and also the film was pushed back I think a few months uh, probably because of well due to that and then also I think yeah came in the actress who plays Shella's uh, sister who I think everyone's rumouring might take over the mantle I think she got injured doing a stunt midway through the movie so they had to kind of pause it again there uh, in, the, in the trailer they confirmed the character Riri Williams I believe is her name who's playing it going to become the character Ironheart who's kind of almost taking the the Iron Man kind of mantle. I think she's showing a few times in the trailer uh, and she's like kind of hammering what I think will go on to be her, her suit because she's going to get her own TV series sometime next year. Uh, so maybe she develops it in Wakanda and then carries over to her show. Uh, I think I, I actually heard she was already it already got spoiled that she was going to be because someone accidentally leaked a, t- a Wakanda for her t-shirt with her on it. Oh right. <laughs> Or like, and someone there was, a, there was like merch made, and someone took a photo, of it and that photo somehow ended up on the internet. As they do, as they do. But then soon about that Ironheart show, obviously it was teased in no way home that you know people are investigating art uh, start to take falling at their own hands, and there was maybe a show called Armor Wars, which still went to that with Don Cheadle in it, and then out of all the shows announced, that show wasn't announced, so. I wonder if uh, the Marvel somewhat thought maybe maybe we don't have enough to make this its own series. What if we carry this over to Armor Wars? Because I wouldn't be surprised on Tito kind of going over to there as you know Tony's at best friend in the the films and like this new character who's kind of taking over his mantle. Maybe him going over there to almost be a mentor to her. Yeah, maybe so. It's, um, you just don't know what. What sort of direction they're going to take with some things, do you? Yeah. But so that rounds up Phase 4. Can I just explain, obviously, why Phase 4 and 5 don't really have any Avengers films in their, in their lineup? Is that he said, like, we did delete Avengers films, like the first two phases, and then the third one because we were doing, like, less projects over a longer period of time. But now we're Disney Plus and everything that we've announced. We're doing more projects, but now over a lesser period of time. So we don't necessarily always have to do an Avengers film in every phase. And he specifically said that phase four didn't have an Avengers film. Because he described it as basically this phase was all about people reacting to the events of Endgame. So kind of like that adjustment period. And also they took that time to introduce a bunch of new characters. Yeah, that, it makes sense. I think they need to bolt on an uh, Avengers 
film every time, like, like they say. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a fair enough decision. Yeah, I can understand that. Especially given that, you know, even when they did an Avengers film in each phase, the second Avengers film did at Age of Ultron, I feel like they were trying to cram so much into it that as, as much as people want to see Ultron, they probably could have done without doing that film and just holding off until Infinity War because that would have caused more anticipation for that one coming out. Yeah, maybe, but then, you know, that sort of did give us the Sokova Accords and mm. um, Wonder and whatnot, so I think it definitely served its purpose. Yeah. And so then Phase 5 then officially began on February 17th, 2023 with the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. What you going to do when Quantumania runs wild on you? I'll yeah, never not think that. Apparently that film's going to have huge... Uh, huge changes throughout um, the MCU as well. From from what um, one of the main men have have said, yeah, Kang the Conqueror is maybe in the film. He is a variant. We saw a variant of him as he who remains, and we're going to see multiple variants of that character going forward. I'm sure we'll see him in Loki as well. So. You never know. It'll be interesting for this actor who is playing him to get a do multiple versions of him. They released like a poster of like Ant Man the Wolf and with kind of a silhouette of Kang in the background looking more comic book accurate. So I'm hopeful for this film because to be honest with you, I wasn't a big fan of Ant Man and the Wolf, to be honest with you. So I'm just to see what this does. Uh, they'd also confirmed that Modoc uh, you know, he recently did like a parody series of him not too long ago, but he's just he's all this giant head who's very smart, a uh, kind of a simplified version of him, but he's going to appear in the film. I remember there was a bad guy, I can't remember his name, but in, the, in that man, the wasp who kept teasing that he wanted the pin particles for his mistreated boss. And at the time, everybody was speculating that his boss was secretly Modoc, so maybe his reveal in, in the third film will confirm that maybe that was true. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he's um, brought to life in um, live action because he's quite a unusual looking character, as you said, basically a, uh, like a big head. <laughs> so um, he's not not a villain I've always been a huge fan of because probably because he just looks so weird. So. Not too sure what I'll, I'll make of him, but uh, definitely interested to see um, Kang and, and, and what he does. Yeah. Also, it's mentioned that they said that this phase, of the first three phases of the MCU were called the, the Infinity Saga, and now these three phases, four, five, and six, are going to be the Multiverse Saga. So I think that would make sense, given that we've already seen like the Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness and the stuff from far uh, no way home and stuff in Loki everything so there's been obviously a lot of multiversal influence the MCU so far so I'm going to take a big deep inhale of breath because I'm going to just read out all this stuff and then get Carl's reaction to it right here's all the engines following Atman the War we get Secret Invasion the Disney Plus TV series coming spring 2023 will star uh, Samuel Jackson I think Fury also feature Olivia Coleman and Amelia Clark in big roles we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming May 5th, 2023. 
in the spring, going into the summer, we'll have both Echo, which will feature Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock. Uh, but also in the summer, we get Loki Season 3. The Marvels will bring me on July 29, which will also feature the return of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. We'll also include uh, Monica Rambo as we saw in One Division, and also will feature Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel. Uh, Ironheart will premiere in the fall of 2023. The announcement that Nathan Greenaway has been waiting for for a long time, November 3rd, 2023, Blade is coming. <laughs> Winter 2023, we have Agatha, Coven of Chaos, formerly known as House of Harkness, but the TV series will we'll find out more about why it was Agatha all along. <laughs> spring, spring 2024, Daredevil Born Again, named after a very popular uh, Daredevil storyline. 18 motherfucking episodes for this one, that's a yeah, that sounds a, a hell of a lot of episodes. They really do want to get their money's worth out of Charlie Cox. So that, that worries me because that's quite a big jump from their standard. As we're saying, nine's been the longest so far. So, um, yeah, I hope it doesn't feel over bloated. Yeah, even when he, when he was on Netflix, the most he ever got was 13 episodes. So. And that felt long it's, enough at times as well, so I don't know. Disney Plus try to one up Netflix. Uh, May 3rd, 2024, Captain America, new, new, new world order. Uh, <laughs> and then the mid-2024, to end Phase 5, we're going to have the Thunderbolts. Uh, I think we, we talked about the possibility of that a few episodes ago. Uh, phase 6 will start November 26, 2024, with the Fantastic Four. That's uh, been confirmed to happen. There's some empty slots between this and the next couple of announcements. Like, uh, at least there's like at least five extra slots that could be filled for Phase Six. But it ends in Phase Six. Both these parts are coming out. I'm sure these will both be connected, much like Infinity War and Endgame War. But they're both coming out in the same year rather than being a year apart. We have May second, 2025, Avengers: Kang Dynasty, and then we followed by November seventh, 2025. Avengers Secret Wars. All sounds very, all sounds very exciting, especially the um, the Avengers stuff, uh, Kang Dynasty and um, Secret War. That should all that should be uh, pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to to digest all of that there, and I don't even know where we're going. There was some stuff about, uh, there was a story that leaked ahead the day before the panel that Marvel had failed a bunch of trademarks and each of the, the, the titles that they trademarked ended up getting announced, which included the Multiverse Saga, the two Avengers film, Captain America and Thunderbolt. So that story ended up being true in the end. So uh, it's all exciting to see what's happening. Obviously, it all kicks off with Kang being in Ant-Man and then Obviously, it'll pop up again in Loki season two, I suspect, and then, and then obviously Kang Dynasty. So, you know, I'm wondering, I'm just wondering how they're going to connect the two Avengers films. And also, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the idea of getting two Avengers movies in the same calendar year. Yeah, that's pretty mad. It must they must link into each other somehow. Be interesting to see what they do with Kang as well. If he's going to be popping up so often, uh, I assume. They're not going to be able to defeat him if he's going to. If he's going to take the Avengers to to take him on. 
in them in, in their own movie. So it'd be interesting to see sort of well what they do with him in like these smaller movies and TV shows. So um, quite um, quite cool. And I don't know how they're going to do Captain America. Uh, New World Order now, Scott Hall's no longer with us. It's just, <laughs> just not going to be the same, just Hogan and Nash. Uh, just come down to like, in comes the Winter Soldier during the climatic fight. But whose side is he on? Whose <laughs> <laughs> side is he on? Oh. Don't tell me Captain America's got an NWO shirt onto that uniform. <laughs> the big twist, Anthony Mackie's character, he was in the wolf pack all <laughs> 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 Surprised they're able to trademark that because before um, WWE's got NWO trademarked, but there you go. Yeah. Also, uh, I didn't mean to mention confirmed to appear. We don't know what we're always playing, but an Ant Man Quantum Quantumania will feature the quote Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting to see how. Uh, how he appears in that uh, for and for Guardians 3 they announced that I'm not even going to try and pronounce that name but this, the actor he, he was in DC's Peacemaker Bell so he's worked with James Gunn before he's going to uh, play the villain, one of the villains for Guardians uh, Volume 3 the High Evolutionary uh, he also confirmed that Will Porter will appear as uh, Adam Warlock in the film and they promised that Guardians Volume 3 will explore some of Rocket Raccoon's origins. Ah, well, that's, just, that's what we all need. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon's origins. But yeah, there's okay, one other one to look forward to, definitely, because it's been long overdue because of some of the controversies around... Um, What's his name, Gunn and um, uh, James Gunn? James Gunn and and a few things that have been holding it up, hasn't there? So uh, yeah, be cool to finally get that. Yeah, I think it's a case of a tweeted some stuff a year ago. It got found out, and I remember like Batista was threatening to to walk from Guardians uh, if like James Gunn didn't direct uh, the third film, but they they did say that it's a uh, this will be the end of the quote current uh, current saga for the Guardians. So like the Guardians also will appear again, but this kind of it's almost like the end of an era for the the Guardians. And I don't I'm suppose James kind of will be back because uh, Chris Pratt was talking about the fact that he got to come back and do it. And uh, during the panel, like Chris Pratt nearly started crying when talking about working with James Gunn again. Yeah, because I think I think quite a few of the cast, not just Dave Bautista, were, were saying they wouldn't sign on for another one if uh, James Gunn wasn't directing it. So obviously, he, he is a big part. I think with what's helped make this uh, the Guardians like successful, like his vision for it, and like you know, the tongue-in-cheek nature of how how fun the Guardians films are. So it's it's good to see him kind of come back. Uh, I really should have messaged Nathan before, and I should have gotten to send me what well, I assume would be an essay of how he feels about the announcement of uh, <laughs> the confirmation that Blade is happening sometime next year. Yeah, I mean, I was a, always a big fan of uh, the Blade films. I think I think they were one of the, like the the first sort of Marvel film that sort of really kicked off everything and got it 
all underway way back yeah. in the day. Was it about 97, something like that, the the first one? I think it was like 98 and then about 2001, 2002, the second one came out. I'll say from that same time of the second one came out, you got X-Pen and you got the original mm. X-Pen. So for a brief period, you were getting some quality stuff. And then as the 2000s went on, we got uh, Bloody Daredevil and... Uh, some other not so good. Yeah, Blade, Trini- the- Blade Trinity wasn't the best either, really. Yeah, but Fantastic I- Four films didn't that at that point didn't have they weren't the strongest reviewed. Then you had Spider Man three just ruined it for everyone. But then you got the Just Rank Fantastic Four, so it makes those of it of it say that like uh, Oscar winners all of a sudden. So yeah, so. Uh, Third time's the charm, I'm assuming, for Fantastic Four. And uh, I still don't think John Krasinski can play Reed Richards. I, I still maintain that his appearance in Multiverse of Madness was Marvel's way of saying, look, in some universe, he is Mr. Fantastic. Now stop fucking asking for him. Yeah, might, might be. But hashtag bring back Chris Evans as uh, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no, the Johnny Storm. Johnny Blaze is bloody close. That's it. Johnny Storm. Getting oh. and yeah, I knew it didn't sound right, but I couldn't think the human torch anyway. Bring, bring back bring back Chris Evans as a human torch, I say. Speaking of uh, Johnny Blaze Ghostwriter, have you heard who wants to play Ghostwriter? No, I haven't. Uh, supposedly Ryan Gosling has suggest has put interest in to play Ghostwriter. Oh right. Which is odd. I mean, he's definitely a departure from the last person to play him in a film, which was Nicholas fucking Cage. <laughs> but <laughs> I know there'll be people out there, you know, looking at, thinking about how handsome Ryan Gosling is. The idea that he wants to then cover that up by portraying a character who's a flaming skull for most of the movie. Yeah, I mean, again, that was another, no, another couple of films that were dumpster fires. So. It, be interesting to see what they could do with that. It's a quite a difficult one to get right, I imagine. Yeah. I wonder to see what happens with this uh, Fantastic Four home, because I think uh, John Watts was attached to the director of the first three Spider-Man, like Tom Holland ones, and then it came out that he departed it, so I'm hoping there's not more issues like there was with the Josh Trent one. Uh, I think it'll be interesting that this kind of will help lead into like, a few films later into the Kang thing, because I started doing some research into the Kang like origin story and like there's multiple different versions of Kang's origin so it's hard to keep track because I wanted to know more about him after he appeared in like Loki. I think one variation of Kang is like a distant like futuristic uh, ancestor or descendant of Reed Richards. So I think the fact that the Fantastic Four is coming out shortly before Kang Dynasty suggesting to me that maybe they'll choose to explore the connection between Kang and Reed Richards and That'll mean that any at least one of these two Avengers films will feature the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, they could do. Uh, I'd, I'd expect them to at least be part of the Secret Wars, if not mm. the uh, the other one, because that's what the Secret Wars is, isn't it? So those different superheroes mm. going against different villains. Um, hopefully, they'll get. I imagine they'll have Doctor Doom in. Um, Fantastic Four, so hopefully they'll get him right this time. Yeah, or maybe maybe you know, just I'd actually be fine with them introducing Doctor Doom a bit later on after the Fantastic Four. Maybe 
featuring in Secret Wars or shortly afterwards because, you know, Fantastic Four, you'd be forgiven for forgetting, but we actually have other villains other than Doctor Doom. They just they're well, so insistent on featuring Doctor Doom as the main bad guy. That's true. He is one of the most intelligent and um, powerful villains, so he is one that you'd, you'd want to use if you could. He's also been a villain for Spider-Man, so you could you could use him in Spider-Man as well if you wanted. Heard speculation that at one point or another they want a may potentially do a Doctor Villain Doctor Doom's solo like film at some point. So yeah, I don't know how that would work. Lone villain films always go well, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off more Morbius. <laughs> oh. I've not watched the panel, but I know Matt Smith was in that Morris so after I've not watched it by the way. No, uh, not me. <laughs> but like Matt Smith was apparently in Morbius and Yes, Dexter, I know I'm talking about Morris. I know you didn't like it. <laughs> I know. So I know it was shit, is, that, it? is that bad? Even Dexter can't stomach us talking about it. <laughs> the dogs have got very sensitive fear, especially Dexter, so he just heard <laughs> the word Morris travel through walls. <laughs> <laughs> but the point would be, like, Matt Smith was in Morbius, and he's also in this upcoming like prequel to Game of Thrones, that House of Dragon, which I've heard it's actually going to be very good. So it's not out yet, but George R. R. Martin, like the author of the books, is giving it his stamp of approval. But Matt Smith was, was asked during the panel by somebody about Morbius. And I've not heard the exact, exact quotes of what he said, but apparently he tore the film apart as well. <laughs> it seems like one of those films he was kind of signed on for, did it for the money, and then ultimately re- he himself realised the final product was utter kick. I mean, he is quite a decent actor, Matt Smith, to be fair. Um, he was good as Doctor Who, and he was very good in um, the, the Crown when he portrayed uh, Prince Philip so in the first couple of seasons of um, the Crown. So he's he's definitely a decent actor in the right project. Uh, let's look at some of these other views uh, here. Look. Let me, let me ask you, what's, what are some of the other ones I haven't talked about yet that you're kind of like anticipating, like would probably be like near the top of your list when you heard that they were announced, like are the ones that we've not talked about? Ooh, I don't know, because I've been whispering about these that long, I forgot what the other ones were now. <laughs> well, uh, I'm assuming you'd be like really excited for Loki season two, because we did our little mm. reviews of that, and I think you put it very highly in terms of like, if you were to rank like the series you were talking very highly about about Loki. Yeah, it's still my favourite of the series um, by quite some distance. So, yeah, definitely be looking forward to that. I'd be interested to see if Kang shows up in in that again. Uh, I imagine Sylvie will be in it. It would be interesting what their, that dynamic is if they sort of find, find each other again because he was sort of left in a world where no one knew who, who he was and looking at a statue it looked like Kang had already conquered that universe so it'd be quite interesting what direction if they pick up from from there and what direction they take the, the show in but Yeah with uh, Loki season 2 I'm very excited about it it was one of my top ones especially I think a second watch really improved it and I may even give a third watch ahead of season 2 maybe refresh myself because I really enjoyed a lot of the twists and turns uh, trying to figure out everything behind the variants in the TVA and my main goal uh, 
main thing I want to see top of my list. I don't care what else happens as long as we get this. Give Mobius a jet ski. <laughs> Let the man ride his jet ski. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be very cool to take some action scene on a on a jet ski. That's <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah. Uh, well, something else I'm interested in the the Echo show. You know, getting to see you know how to take a lead role in her own uh, story, and then how that will inevitably you'd imagine like carry over to Born Again with with Matt Murdock and the Kingpin. You know, ever being ever linked as you know hero and villain. Uh, is there everything everybody was? They're like the cutaway, so if they cut away, that means King Fen isn't dead, and then they end them, so he's uh, definitely not dead. And I believe he even quote retreated the announcement of uh, Born Again. He, he just he just put the words, Well, Mr. Murdoch. Yeah, um, no, he's definitely not dead. Um, I don't know how it'd be explained or, or what actually happens if he didn't see anything, but yeah, it's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you can't have Daredevil without Kingpin in uh-huh. my book. I'm just waiting to see how much of it they carry over from like the Netflix show in terms of characters or anything thrilling related, or if it's just going to be a kind of a start from scratch kind of thing. Uh, I yeah, but I don't know if it's going to be like because they're going to born again. If it's going to be like a bit of a, a soft reboot, because they've kind of said those ones. Even though they bought them over from Netflix, aren't strictly canon, so it'll be uh, yeah, be interesting to see what, what what they do with that one. Will they start all over, or would it be like um, maybe um, he's kind of re- he's kind of retired from being Daredevil for a bit, and he <laughs> has to put the suit back on again because Kingpin's back and about or something. Interesting, I think, because uh, we see him just as as Matt Murdock in No Way Home, and he's also got his abilities. Uh, but he, that brief flash you see in the She-Hulk trailer, he's in the suit, so maybe they could explain in She-Hulk that that's the first time he's put the suit on in a while, and then by the time the series comes around, he's 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 back fully. Because uh, I do feel like they can use the Echo series, like maybe they have like one scene of him towards the end. It's like acknowledging that he's going to be back full time, and that carries over into whatever his story is for for Born Again, because you know, the title of Born Again relates to very one of his more famous comic book runs. So I'd be hopeful for some of the the main cast that he was associated with in the, the Netflix show to come back. I think they were really good in their, their roles, and maybe they can introduce some some Daredevil villains that we didn't even get to see in that series. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch that Hulk trailer because I've seen it, but I don't know if I've seen Daredevil in it. So, why is over that blink and you miss it? I missed it, or I was distracted towards the end of it, or something. Yeah, I think he kind of flips in towards the end after they show the title sequence. You only see like the midpoint, but I think the color scheme is very much Daredevil. I think he's even holding his his club as well. So. I think I think it'll be that classic thing with two superheroes. One of them thinks the other's a bad guy. The classic misunderstanding, and then by the end of it, they're all pals again. Probably something like that. Yeah, <laughs> classic misunderstanding. Uh, thing with Thunderbolt thing I discussed before, like this whole like Julia Louise Dreyfus is a character recruiting people like like John Walker and Yelena to get tie into Thunderbolts. I think they'll be, those characters have been confirmed to be in Thunderbolts as well as uh, Baron Zemo. So. I'm interested to see what this could end up being. I'm wondering if instead of setting up a kind of 
weird supervillain team for the like for Avengers at some point if instead this is setting up a potential little mini team of bad guys for the new Captain America if he's in his movie uh, New World Order because I'm not sure that many other like Captain America villains that they could bring in because I think the speculation what I've heard about what this new film could be about is it might, it might tie in the original meaning of New World Order or also not just the wrestling one but the the old NWO I think is tied to like conspiracy theories and stuff like that so the idea of conspiracy theories and everything could be quite interesting to explore in a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I don't know if I don't know if would be a strong enough group for Captain America, really. But um, mm. yeah, who, who knows? It'd be interesting. I do like a bit of Baron Zemo. So uh, yeah, I think like Zemo is a, a Captain America villain. They set up the whole thing with with John Walker becoming Captain America, and then he became this like U.S. agent or U.S. citizen. I think he was, he was deemed by Valentina. So they kind of used that series to set up, not just him becoming Captain America, but set up some of these characters that could appear in the Thunderbolts thing. So i got to imagine there's going to be some connection between the two movies. Do you think what's the face Carter will come back as that... Um... Uh, the Power Broker. <laughs> That's it, the Power Broker. I couldn't remember what she was called in herself. Yeah, I think it's great. And I was annoyed at my brother because he, legit, like, we're watching, I think it was like the third episode where, he, where she first appears, and he like instantly just goes, It's her, she's a power broker. And like, yeah, I'd pretty much worked it out as well, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, No, she's not. And she gets on the phone and she's getting to live on the end, like, Oh, fucking hell, she is a power broker mm-hmm. bastard. It was obvious. <laughs> well, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know about uh, villain-led films always working out. How do fil- villain-led uh, TV shows usually work out? That's what I'm wondering when we when we look at Agatha Harkness getting her own TV mm, show. And again, um, I want at least one more musical number. Otherwise, my Disney Plus subscription is going bye bye. <laughs> yeah, I imagine we will. They'll probably make them more sympathetic. Probably they'll start off as good guys and we might see why they became sort of villainous yeah potentially I, mean, uh, I imagine we'll see a lot of uh, the sea set in whenever you remember the episode after they did the reveal of Agatha Harkness they did that flashback scene of her you know, being turned on by her own coven mm. uh, so I imagine we might see her in that period of time for some of the scene whether they do that with the start there and then flash to the present day or if they you know, do a pick up over where they occasionally do like a flashback to her back in those days. So I'm curious to see why they, they changed the name as well. It was originally House of Harkness and now it's uh now it's Coven of Chaos. Maybe they need to like we need more alliteration, that's what makes it truly a Marvel <laughs> property. <laughs> uh, perhaps um the plan or scripts changed and uh, mm. just warrant uh different direction just warranted a change in uh in name, perhaps, as I imagine there's method in the madness. Yeah. Uh, we've also got uh, the Marvels, which will feature... I've, I really enjoyed Miss Marvel, so getting to see Kamalika and interact with our hero, Captain Marvel, I think will be really fun to watch. Uh, also, I've been uh, looking at my notes. You know, I mentioned that thing about the Marvel Studios kind of trademarks, and then all the trademarks kind of pretty much got confirmed in these announcements. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently they've uh, made some other uh, trademarks for films that obviously haven't been in it, projects that haven't been announced yet, but I'll read out the trademarks that have also supposedly been put through and uh, as I say, tuned to see uh, stay tuned to see if these ever get announced. They've apparently put in the trademarks for Nomad, Shang-Chi and the Wreckage of Time, Eternity Wars, Black Knight Origins, Midnight Suns, Avengers Academy, and Celestial's End of Time. All right. That sounds, uh, some of those sounds interesting. I don't know. Um, hyped I can get for a Celestial's movie, really, but uh, who knows? I wonder if Eternity Wars or Celestial's is going to be basically what they title the, uh, if they do a sequel to the Eternals, which I'll be honest with you, I can definitely wait a good one while <laughs> for a sequel to that. Yeah, definitely. Black, Black Knight Origins, Black Knight, I believe, was the character that was teased that Dale Whitman, I believe his name was, the character Kit Harrington played with his family history, was meant to become. So I'm wondering if they'll bring his character into Blade. Do you think it was teased that the voice you hear at the end of that post-credit scene was mm. a Blade? So bring him in and then give us Black Knight Origins or whatever, but Bad Down Amongst Us, a Shang-Chi uh, sequel is interesting. Also calling it The Wreckage of Time implies that maybe we'll get this before one of the before one of the Avengers films, because obviously a big part of this, these next couple of phases is the multiverse and they tease the origins of the uh, the Ten Rings, so maybe the Ten Rings will feature but the origins of the power behind the Ten Rings will feature into the the whole multiverse saga. Yeah, quite possibly. And maybe they have some sort of, some sort of time, some sort of time or something, hence the title. So, uh, yeah, that could be quite, quite cool. I really enjoyed the first Chang-Chi uh, movie. And like yourself, I quite enjoyed um, Miss Marvel as well. It was, it was quite a refreshing sort of different, Mm-hmm. Different take on uh, superhero origins and and whatnot. So quite yeah, and the it sort of ended. You know, the way it ended, uh, the sort of um, mid credits thing or whatever with Captain Marvel uh, leaves it open for for something when they go back to it. Yeah. I think this basically accomplished a feeling that also was a new fun take on a series show, given basically after Bloody Moon Knight had some very dark moments in that run, so they uh, had to change it up to something more fun with, with this, and I think they're continuing that fun thing with She-Hulk, but I think it did what Captain America, like Falcon and Winter Soldier did, which is basically the prologue for Captain America 4. This was pretty much the prologue for the Marvels, and that basically, Kamala's going to be a big part of the show, we need a few. We need a, a little mini series here to explain who exactly she is. Yeah, pretty much, and uh, it, it did the job. So um, it'd be somewhat cool to sink our teeth in when that comes around. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think like as good as much as everybody enjoyed uh, Miss Marvel, I think it got a lot of like critical praise. I think the character will become even better. Like. Worldwide, no, worldwidely, like known by people who aren't comic book fans after this so show, I think a lot more people are actually going to go back and watch Miss Marvel after probably seeing the Marvels. 
Yeah, definitely. A lot more people might give it a chance. Um, if there's a bit of a gap with on you know on Disney Plus, you know things coming out, they might think, oh, well, this isn't out for a few weeks, so perhaps I'll watch Miss Marvel now. Interesting. Uh, the the a film or series titled Avengers Academy really piqued my interest, and I'm wondering if. You know that's that would be what they would take all the potential like young Avengers project. Because I remember I think when we talked about multiverse of madness, I talked about how there were quite a few characters who would eventually feature a young Avengers project down the road. Being introduced this last phase, like your America Chavez girl, or like Kate Bishops and characters like that. And I'm wondering if an Avengers Academy is potentially what they might title it to, rather than calling it, you know, Young Avengers. Yeah, it could be something like that, or maybe an animation type of jobby, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, you hear about an academy that do, does with, that involves superheroes. You don't always think the Avengers. I think you think the X Men. So it could also be a window into bringing the X Men in. It could be. It could be. Uh, um, we'll have to see what what that is uh, when they sort of release more details about it. Do you uh, want to speculate anything about Phase 6 in terms of, like, there's a, there's a, there's a Fantastic Four it starts, uh, and then I think there's a quite, there's like three or four slots that are empty, then it's Avengers, there's one or two slots, and then Avengers 2, the same, the next Avengers one the same year. Would you like, do you want to speculate anything you think they might announce between there and then that you think could appear between those movies, like TV series-wise or film-wise? Um, well, it's, it's hard to say because it's so far off in the distance and so vague. But uh, I wouldn't. I'd quite like to see like a, a, a some Spider Manny in between mm-hmm. it because he's quite prominent in the in the Secret Wars. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Spider Man film slotted in there perhaps between the two Avengers films or or in the run-up to one of them, perhaps. So that they could do that. That could be quite interesting. Um, other than that, I'm not too sure, really, because, um, as I say, it's so sort of vague and far down the future. It's hard to know uh, what they'll decide to do. I'd like, I'd like to see a Spider-Man in there somewhere, because obviously the dealing with the aftermath of No Way Home. Everybody forgetting who Peter Parker is, but I think people know there's still a Spider-Man out there and the man to be almost reintroduced to the Avengers later mm-hmm. on. Because, like, I like you think that as well, because out of everybody who's, like, getting sequels or being, like, reintroduced across these next few phases, his was one of the more prominent names that was kind of left out of it. So, because you know they said that they oh, had no plans of, like, getting rid of Tom Holland and like both Marvel and he want to keep him around in the role for basically as long as they can do. So so you'd think they'd try and get him involved at some point in Phase 6 if they don't have any plans for Phase 5. Looking at it, a lot of people are pointing out that we're still, despite them owning the right, buying the rights to them through Fox like ages ago, nothing's been announced but X-Men or Deadpool. Because they said that a, a third Deadpool movie is coming and it will be in the MCU, so maybe if we're lucky we'll get a, a Deadpool movie somewhere in there. Maybe that'll appear between the two films and that it doesn't really technically need to be 
canon or link over to the next Avengers film, but you just be like, oh, that, the, event, the end of that last Avengers was a bit heavy. Here, have a laugh with Ryan Reynolds <laughs> talking to the camera for 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say um, that there was a third Deadpool in the pipeline. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to make it too heavily linked into everything else because he, he is sort of his own sort of thing and he's very different mm. from everything else but um yeah that would be pretty cool and yeah you would think perhaps maybe again i forgot about the x-men recently being mm. bought by disney you might get an x-men film slide somewhere in phase five and six as well and then they could become part of the secret wars um also um would be quite cool. Um, be nice, perhaps if they could do Mister Sinister, because mm-hmm. he was te- he, he was teased, um, but never never actually brought in to any of the the films that Fox did. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be quite cool. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to if they go on that little cat cannon that I've made. If they put like Daredevil, if Deadpool came out as like the first film post like the the kind dynasty, I'd say like. Bring that out like a month and a bit later, uh, or two months or so later, and just like have the first like thing that happens in the movie. Deadpool looks in the camera and basically just says what the ending of King Dynasty was, and just go like, "Oh God, I hope you hope you didn't come and see this before you saw that Avengers movie. That'd be <laughs> really bad if the, I really hate spoilers." <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you have them at the end post credits scene, basically say. Here, by the way, this is what's going to happen in the next Avengers, and then he just cuts to black before he spoils it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like you said, an X-Men kind of thing, uh, or Spider-Man, I wouldn't, I mean, there's no Thor-related announcements coming out of Love and Thunder. I don't want to spoil what happened in Love and Thunder. Uh, like you think, maybe a second season of... Maybe one of the, the films at the trademark there, given obviously the last few films of the trademark end up getting announced, maybe one of those films will get confirmed for that slot, for those slots in Phase 6, like a sequel to Chang-Chi, uh, or if they'll even announce some sequels series to like some shows that are already in, that we've already seen, like maybe we'll get a second series of Moon Knight, or a second series of like, Hawkeye with Kate Bishop in the lead. To the British store, I mentioned Ghost Rider, I think Ghost Rider and Moon Knight are involved in somewhat in the Midnight Suns as kind of a little mini, like, darker, like, team-up group. So maybe if instead of a second series of Midnight, we get Midnight and Midnight Suns in Phase 6. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Midnight wasn't really one of my favourite shows of of what, so I can't say I'm super excited for another one of those. And Isaac, yeah, um, Isaac, and he said Isaac Yankin, then that's a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Isaacs has uh, stated multiple times that he only signed up for the one season, so I don't know, we'll have to see about that one, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have no idea what else you, people are recklessly speculating that Scarlet Witch is getting her own, another project of her own, but I don't know what that's going to be. I just, I kind of, I kind of rather they kind of held off on anything solo for her for a wee while. Maybe pop her into yeah, the Agatha show, but I think I need a break from, I think we've done her storyline already where she mm. should be the focus. Yeah, I don't know what else you could do with her right now, to be honest, after uh, That's a Strange, but um, 
we'll see. Quite like to see. I'd quite like to see. Um, what's the name? America Chavez. Quite like to see mm-hmm. her pop up in some of game. Yeah. Yeah, that could be quite cool as well. So there's all sorts of directions they could come. You know, at least up until 2025, we've got so much Marvel content, and between now and then, they'll probably announce even more. It will never end. The MCU will outlive the both of us. <laughs> well, we'll outlive every fan. <laughs> At the end of time, there'll be cockroaches, Twinkies, and a bunch of MCU films coming out that yeah. nobody will really watch because everyone else has already died. Phase 50,000. <laughs> Just a hologram of, of Kevin Feige just announcing mm. the 40th season of She-Hulk or whatever. Yeah, all we'll have is Fast and the Furious, um, 10 million, um, phase six, 6 million of um, the Avengers. Yeah. So, yeah, that is everything that happened at Comico and everything that we've speculated is going to happen recklessly. And just a lot of TV shows to come out that we can talk about, uh, films that we can eventually that we can eventually talk about once they come on Disney Plus. If Carl can be, can't be arsed going to the cinema and holding his piss for three hours during another Avengers <laughs> film. <laughs> Honestly, it's such a goal whether or not you'll make it through most of these podcasts without needing the toilet halfway through. <laughs> it really is. This is going to last a lot longer than I was expecting, I have to say. I mean... Just listening to the slate I announced, I read out to you when, the, when I was talking about what was announced for Phase 5. Yeah, I had to think we had a lot to talk about. Hmm. I, mean, I thought, oh, we'll probably get this one done in half an hour. How wrong I was. Yeah, I thought we'd we get it done in like half an hour, but, you know. M's <laughs> the breaks. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for listening to our talk about the MCU announcements, all the big news, and I'm sure there'll be updates on a lot of the one projects announced, you know, in the coming, you know, months and that. And we will be here to talk about it here on Podnane Easy. And Disney Plus will continue to secretly pay us money on the side to talk about all these upcoming shows. <laughs> as long as we keep hidden, for, we as long as no one tells them that we're coming an Amazon show for the next few weeks. They'll never know. Just be careful, the mouse is everywhere. <laughs> but anyway, before our cover is blown yet again, Carl, what are your plugs if you have any? Um, no, I, I haven't really. Um, nothing, nothing new on the horizon just yet. So, uh, yeah, no, not, nothing this week, unfortunately. I'll leave the floor to you, Scott. Well, Carl could have taken that time to remind you to follow Rogue Opinions at Rogue Underscore Opinions or follow Team Godfather, you know, at Podney Easy uh, on Twitter. And also make sure you subscribe and check out all the podcasts that Rogue Opinions is producing on all good Android podcasts and sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to get your podcasts. You can check out shows like this, talk about Nathan and Ben on their show, the Naked Men podcast, talking about God knows what else. <laughs> We've got the Rogue Retrospective interview now with me and my good friend Paul. We have a show episode coming out reviewing the Go Home episode of Smackdown ahead of King of the Rain 2000. 
And he and I also do Scott Bowles Rambling Podcast, which is doing an episode coming out soon, our episode of our Eclectic Escapades, which looks at Fraser actors outside of Fraser, as we look at David A. Pierce as Slim the Sick Insect in the film Bugs Life. <laughs> uh, we also, me and him are also doing an episode in the next week or so about the Royal Rumble 1997, which is an interesting one we get to talk about. And yeah, but pretty much focusing on Rugged Pines and Scott and Paul's content right now. Uh, me and Paul are going to be doing a lot. We're going to be hearing a lot of me and Paul on this feed and on our own feed. Sounds oh, very exciting. It is. I was, uh, it's always stayed with me, Royal Rumble 97, because um, we all, me and my mates always used to like draw right numbers um, just for a couple of quids. And whoever that number was, that would be epic to win. And I got. Bret Hart, and I thought, oh, I'm going to win this, and then Stone Cold crept back in the ring and threw him out. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no! What are you doing? That's not allowed! <laughs> I, I, I did something like that for a few rumbles with my friends, like, in the last few years, and I'm pretty sure one woman's word on my number came up, and I got fucking Lana. It was, it was either Lana or somebody who got quite quickly eliminated in that year's Rumble, so there went my chances. And then the men's Rumble, I think it was the 2020, like, oh, we must do that'll be, that'll be fun. Then Brock Lesnar threw him out in a couple of minutes. Yeah, another one, similar to the 97 one, I got, I got Charlotte Flair, and then she was eliminated by Becky, who wasn't actually a proper competitor in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> she was added last minute by Dave Finlay. That can't, that can't be allowed, damn it. The, the, the Irish collision. Exactly. But the Irish. <laughs> Carl, the one person in the universe who wasn't happy to see Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we should mention that Bugs also here each and every week when we can get together. Me and Carl will be here to prove once again that podding is not easy. And it's not easy to watch a show where a man explodes out of another man's penis, as we're <laughs> going to talk about the boys for the next few weeks <laughs> ahead. And inevitably, we'll be back on the Disney Plus train whenever She-Hulk comes out. And exactly. We get, and we get to watch it. Yeah, the plan is to wrap up the boys before She-Hulk, and then we can get straight on to that one with any luck. Yes, yeah, so hopefully we can get jump on back on the Disney Plus train before we miss the next stop. And before they, before Disney know what's happening. Before <laughs> they've realised we've done the boys, it'll be too late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, until next time, you know... <laughs> Until next time, thank you for listening. You know, good luck, good luck trying to keep up with all the upcoming Marvel content. And best of luck, and make sure that you never let anybody walk in on you when you're watching the boys. No, <laughs> especially if it's here, her <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>